Geek Shock. Geek Shock. <laughs> oh, a little while later, and you're just like, and Fuck! paid for the pizza, but I'm paying the pizza price. <laughs> what kind of pizza? It was Pizza Hut. Now, I'm gonna get rid of it. Okay. It's oh. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Oh, I heard you, that they you went changed with that? Their pizza the Hut. Is it a little bit different than before? <laughs> I never I cared for Pizza years. Hut. No, and uh, loved pizza, pizza Hut. They they were a lot better when they were still based in Wichita, where you I got grew that, up. Uh, yeah, but the lineman used it all up. Crust. No, mm. Pizza Hut like decided to. Then uh, don't get it. I. When I, know, I like it. It was good going down. Oh, okay. It's All just right. running a treadmill in my lower GI. It's <laughs> having a field day down there. I know Oof. more about your intestinal system than I've ever known about mine. Yep. We all do. It's good true. going down. I like that. It's like a blowjob from an ugly girl. It's good going in down. A turtle van. While it's happening, up. it's awesome, but once she stands up, you're... Maybe. Maybe oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Wait, Depends on what? where the ugly's coming from. If it's a jacked up grill... <laughs> Might not be so good. Up grill. <laughs> That's some features, though. You get the you get the yeah scraping and yeah. What? Jeez. That's a feature. No, no. Scraping feature. a thing you Can go be a for. Feature. Jesus, it's a creature feature. Yeah. Use your teeth. Ah, Use feature, your teeth. Feature. Oh, Jesus, that was another oh, one from oh, the oh. van, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Use your. Wh- who says that? Some freako who wants her to use his her teeth. Monster. Damn. I mean, I can understand a little, but man. Well, she knows what she's doing. She didn't know what she was doing. That was the thing. She was telling us her first BJ story. And welcome to Geek Shock number 285, folks. In for Master Torgo, I am Commander K. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Fact checked Andy. Flip floppy Matt. Yes, I'm uh, in for Master Torgo because for the first time in Geek Shock history, he has a life. Yeah, the, the new job thing, you know, it's like, why do you have to go ahead and get a life like some people, you know? know it's like, right. doesn't make any sense. Bills to pay and Why bullshit. can't there just be money that just appears in your account? That's what I want. That's my dream. Well, it's because basically ain't nobody getting paid on this one. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this, is the, this is the passion project. Mm-hmm. What? God damn it, I'm out. What Sorry. am I doing here? Yeah, really. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Jeff yeah. all by himself. Yeah, the, those checks you. we gave you guys. Not gonna clear. Don't take him yeah. to a bank. I got an actual check, and it was a he, and he didn't speak any English. Ah. It was a bum deal. And he, and he ate all your food. <laughs> Damn, he did. Yeah. All right, guys. So, what did you do this week in Geek? I went to the um, Marvel Universe Live and watched oh. uh, acrobats jump around and do crazy shit. That was fun. Did you my, really? My boss showed pictures from that mm-hmm. and actually it looked cool. It was good that cheesy was a fun. Big, that was a big production. It was. No, it was good cheesy fun. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it wasn't friggin' Fellini, but it was it was fun. And the stunts were amazing. It'd have been better if they were on skates, like on ice. They were on motorcycles a good motorcycles. deal of the time. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, guys, this was like a big He's showing me pictures you and see it, it looks like yeah. no, but oh. my boss took pictures he went he took pictures and he's showing me these this you know shit that looks like a, a strip production scale thing i mean big like uh were there was there more than one showing I saw that. oh we ran for a week okay yeah. did you so it, it's probably not a chance you weren't there when hulk fell down did you were you no <laughs> he was there when hulk that was fell a big down. ass costume though <laughs> yeah and hulk like Bursts out of this thing he comes up that entrance he does that yeah. big thing and he said he comes out and he's sort of like Oh, <laughs> and he goes over. He said it took like eight guys to stand him up. I would think so. That, that's probably a 
I bet that's a 12 foot costume. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That Did he get totally angry? Awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a transformation. Yeah. It was just, yeah. yeah, it was, and it was a, it, it was, was a, it was an on, it was on stage transformation. <laughs> yeah. A, a, wasn't it a smoke one? It, no, a bunch of, a bunch of, um, um, crap. I can't remember if it's AIM or Tatari, but a bunch of bad guys are pounding on Banner, who's been, who's an avoiding becoming the Hulk the whole show. And they're, they completely cover him. Ah. And then there's a pillar behind him and he bursts out of the pillar. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like sounds like something we'd we do. A pillar yeah. of Hulk. Pillar. Well, yeah, big. But, but I mean, the, the, there's like a there was this crazy spiral in the middle of it at one point. And it spiral, came, spiral, Marvel spiral. No, no. The six armed. No, oh, uh, an actual damn. metal spiral that they were driving the motorcycles. Spiral up. the dragon. The the motorcycles <laughs> were going up a spiral that was probably two feet wide. Spiraling shape. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I pushed through. Did you see that? That was impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have I would have stopped if he got the funny, but I. Oh, oh, I got the spiraling oh, shape. Yes. Spiraling shape. Uh, so Captain America had a motorcycle. I take it. Captain America had a motorcycle. Because that's Black that's Widow. Cannon. Uh, Black Widow's on a motorcycle. Black Widow fights the hell out of um. Fights the hell out of uh, um. What's her name? Mephisto. The, uh, no, the uh, female um Hydra agent, Lady Hydra. Oh, Lady oh, yeah. Hydra. Right. And uh, Madame Hydra. Yeah, she had a motorcycle, and uh, Wolverine was on a motorcycle for a while. Hydra. Uh, Did he America. steal Scott's motorcycle? No, <laughs> uh, that, uh, that's a, that's what I felt bad for because uh, the um, Cyclops shows up. Scott, yeah, Cyclops and uh, um, Storm are in it. Mm-hmm. Literally, they spend everything but the last five minutes tra- trapped in a globe. They're being used as a power source for something. Well, yeah, they're like two of the bigger effects type characters. What the hell are you going to do yeah, during a line? You want him to like go like beam and actually beams yeah. and shit. Like, yeah. what's the beam give him a laser scatter visor yeah. and fill the theater full of smoke. Actually, <laughs> that's what they're doing. Uh, Iron, Iron Man was shooting shit all the time, and they were doing with flying, firing lasers across the floor. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Crazy. Yeah. Nice. So it was fun, huh? You'd recommend it? Was, it? it was absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, like I say, don't expect, you know, no, I wanted to Joss Whedon it. kind of writing. But, it would have yeah. been a good what? time. So uh, on, on Friday, after I did the, the Wizard World thing, I went and did uh, the zombie apocalypse experience here in Las Vegas. Ah, wow. Um, Where is that? It's on South Las Vegas Boulevard, way past like everything civilization wise. By the M? It's 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 south of the M. It's <laughs> it's like a it's like a half mile <laughs> south of the M. Wow. So which, by, by that hill there. Yeah, it's it's way down. Damn, there. is this like a dark <laughs> house? It's it they only run it at night because from what it looks like, it's during the daytime. It's uh, a paintball. Um, Ooh. Uh, Range, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, range arena. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it's Paintball all outside. Uh, they do the zombie thing at night, mm-hmm. so they have to. They you have to wait until uh, until the sun goes down. But they have oh, so people outdoors. dressed up as zombies. It's a full on experience. Like you have actors that are guiding you through this, you know, story. So you start off. Uh, you know, you're gonna you know go uh, into this area that is you know quarantined. And you're going to get to these certain safe houses where they have your paintball guns, which are preloaded, and you have to shoot the zombies with actual paintballs. So, yeah. So, 
Sucks you have to be those guys. you have people. Yeah, well, twelve dollars uh, an hour for that. Apparently, yeah. they're very thick padded, but because it's dark and they're wearing dark clothing, you don't really see them until half the time you're right up upon them. So, Ooh, so like paintball hurts uh, and in the face. I guess like, I guess they're they're <laughs> wearing. That. They're wearing like zombie masks over like your protective gear. Okay, sure, um, yeah. And and because it's dark, you know, they can get away with the, you know, not being super detailed. But it was a lot of fun. Sorry, I mean, we're miss- literally, uh, we're yeah. It's it's just the the nature of the recording thing. Oh, okay. All but right. uh, you're you know you're literally running through this course and you're you know shooting the zombies and you're trying to get to these safe zones and they're going through the storyline and you've got the the actors guiding you along. So it it was a lot of fun. Uh, so big I, thanks I, to. I had not even heard that existed here. Yeah, uh, I, I, apparently they've been there for a little while. I know they've uh, not gotten quite the uh, you know advertising push that they would like, and you know they keep saying, "Tell your friends, you know, spread the word." So I'll, I'll stick a reporter on. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I will. But it is a go lot of fun. Him, Andy. Um, <laughs> the Myself. guys that were running you through the experience, the actors, uh, very good at what they do. They they totally sell it. Um, it's and funny because you know, just based on our experience uh-huh. uh, from Star Trek, that sounds like a fun gig. I just know it probably pays for shit. It probably you know? pays minimum so, wage would be my my yeah, guess. Which I mean, would be unfortunate. But. You got got. I mean, the, the zombie guys are in fairly thick clothing, so That's I mean, I think you would have to. Yeah, I think you would have to uh, in order to go home without being completely. Loaded with bruises because I mean I hit a couple of these guys nearly point blank. Crotch shot, like they're no no crotch shots that I'm aware of. (laughs) Take Uh, that zombie penis. Yeah, but uh, and the 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 neat thing about it is they or you know some people wouldn't necessarily think it's neat, but they don't die die. So they're constantly getting back up, you know. So essentially, when you shoot them, it's it's they they're stunned and they don't quite go down, or they might fall down, but then. In a few seconds, they'll get back up. So you know, well, that makes weebles. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like you you die as soon as the people go around the corner. You get up, you change your jacket, you go to the next uh, attack point. But yeah, it's a it's a a pretty good sized um, uh, course that you go through with like uh, I think there were three safe houses that you had to get to. Nice, Um, a little planning. What's the what's the price point on it? I'm not sure. I want to say it's like thirteen dollars per person to start. Holy crap, that's nothing. Um, I, yeah. I, I, we, I was there as part of a special event, so I didn't, you know, ah. have to pay for it. So big thanks to to Rawl uh, yeah. for for hey, putting Rawl. us through this, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, nobody in our party got shot by uh, errant paint balls, so that was good. No friendly fire. <laughs> oh, so nobody's so. shooting back at you. No, no. The zombies got paintball guns. The zombies are just coming what after zombie you. Zombie movies? Do you you're watch? shooting them to keep them away from you? Right. right. So That's a, I've but heard. Anyway. I heard people talked about the zombie thing that they do at Bonnie Springs over Halloween. I've heard about is that too. Supposed to be kind of creepy and fun. Torgo told so. me that they went out there. He went out there oh, for right, something Halloweeny, and it was like super dark. Yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Like you, because it's really Bonnie Springs. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's far enough away from Vegas proper that you don't really get all the city light. Right, you, you know, got a, got a nice through. mountain between you to keep the direct light. Yeah, exactly, in. exactly. Well, yeah. before we get to the thing that most of us are going to talk about, uh, anything else done? Uh, for well, them? I was going to go. I would have gone to that event. 
but I'd already purchased some tickets for some shows for Friday night. Shows? What shows? shows? So I went to see Mr. Burns. Oh, cool. Which is the current production going on in the Cockroach Theater space inside Art Square. And uh, my pal Troy Hurd directed it. And I got a lot of friends starring in the show. It's uh, it's loosely based around The Simpsons, but only in so much as that's the story that the characters are trying to retell. I don't want to spoil too much. But these characters have suffered an apocalyptic future in America. Everybody's on the run. Everybody's got guns and scavenging and just trying to move from camp to camp to stay alive. Uh, nuclear power plants went down, so there's a bunch of Chernobyls all over the states. Uh, there was some kind of plague, fires, looting, all kinds of crazy shit, and they're a couple years into it at this point. And uh, they're trying to recall this episode of The Simpsons, and they're trying to piece it together. That's where our, our show starts. And eventually they try and put on a production of the Cape Fear episode of The Simpsons, where <laughs> Sideshow Bob hunts down Bart. And then from there, it evolves into something more. Wow. I don't show wanna, within a show within a show. Very much so. I don't want to give it away too much, but it's really sad. It's really depressing. It's really interesting. Uh, I mean, there are some humorous moments, but I found it more depressing than anything. But I like that. So uh, I give it high marks. It's quite good. So running for another week or yeah, so? Yeah, how long is it running? Uh, yeah, another two weeks, I think. Okay. But uh, I keep reposting their stuff on my page. They got an A in the local write-ups from City Life and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, give it a look. If you're in Vegas and you're looking to see a good local production, you can do far worse than Mr. Burns. It's a good show. Solid show. By Cockroach Theater. Yeah, Art Square. Mm -hmm. right. Go see it at the Art Square Theater. And... Um, then after that, I went over to the Baobab stage where I do my Monday night improv, and uh, they were holding their 12.30 cabaret show starring my pal Benedict Negro, who is an, a fantastic mime, and a bunch of other acts and performers. My pal BJ was the host for the show. Uh, he's a juggler. He didn't do his juggling this time, but he was just hosting, but he's funny. He had some really great piano players and contortionists and balancing acts and strength routines and all kinds of shit if you get a chance if you're in vegas try and check out it's only about once a month but try and see if you can make it out to one of the cabaret nights for the 12 30 show at baobab it's an exceptional show 20 or 25 bucks and you're seeing cirque performers do stuff that they don't get to do in their cirque shows basically it's oh, that's cool as soon yeah. as i find out you know when she's gonna post it ahead of time i will put it in the paper right i'll try and give you a heads up the next time i hear ahead because i was i knew ahead of time on this one that's why i went so it's I not just, a regular thing it's, it's not a, a regular it's like thing monthly it's monthly okay it's right. monthly more or less exactly but she sends out the press release three days before and i can't do a damn thing with that well it's one of those things man you got a bunch of these performers they're all doing shows they're right. all active and even with this last show, they had a couple of acts canceled the last minute. So that's what happens. You know, these guys are all. Well, what's the audience like? Does it get pretty full? It can. I've been to nights where it's been packed. So right. it's because about that's two... probably another reason why it's a short release. Yeah, I mean, you almost, you almost got to, uh, if you really want to see the show, you almost have to friend it on Facebook. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't and hurt. 
Yeah, you can totally like like the Baobab stage on Facebook, and you'll see all kinds of posts. Right. Wasa puts up all kinds of stuff uh, leading up to it. She also does tribal dance nights and burlesque shows, not to mention our improv show every Monday night. Improv Kingdom, yay! Like us on Facebook. Um, yeah, so that was what I did with my Friday night. It was a lot of fun. And then um, Saturday, what did I do Saturday? I kind of chilled. I actually had some kind of off days, which is nice. You had off days? I've yeah, had really. some off days. Yeah, I had. You had off days? Torgo's not here? I was basically off Sunday. Up is down, left is right. Right. Dogs and cats living together. Red, red is. It was weird. I was basically off Andy has off no Sunday. penis. I slept for almost seven hours. It was great. Wow, look at you. Wow, Andy got seven hours of sleep. Yeah, Sunday through yesterday were weird for me because I was like, well, I feel like I'm. I can, and I still feel like I'm forgetting something, but. I'm not. Just got a little bit of time all you, of a sudden. <laughs> you forgot to go to the Wonder. Uh, I did forget to go to WonderCon. Uh, uh, not WonderCon, but the Wonder World Con. Wizard Wonder World. World. Wizard World. Wizard, uh, you went and you don't even know what wow. the hell it's called. Man, oh man, it's shit. So, you you're wearing a shirt. It says right there. Wizard Matt, you World. got anything before we get there? No. All right, then let's Absolutely get there. Not. How was it? It, it was, was good. It was fun. It was nice. It was. It's big. Boy, that dealer's area. Now, granted, the dealer room was half. Uh, curtained off tables for autographs and pictures and stuff, but that was one hell of a big dealer room. Now, of course, this is coming from someone who's never done Comic Con, but still, that was quite the dealer room. It was it was good size. It was comparable to the one in Phoenix that's coming out by a couple of weeks. It's uh, comparable to the one that's in uh, South Point uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, it's it was good. It was, I've, I've enjoyed it more than. Any con I've been to in recent years. Oh wow! It's uh, like a quarter yeah. of the size of Comic Con. Oh no, it's maybe a tenth. Oh, less than that. Okay. Yeah, I got to. I got to go to, you, go you to a couple no of panels there. You have no idea how big Comic Con is. It's, it's, it's you have insane. no idea. It's insane. Yeah. Well, I've been to it. Okay. But I was, yeah. Okay. I've been to Comic Con 2009. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So yeah, and you up, do know. How and you big do know. It is. Yes, that's why oh, I was asking. You didn't for go to scale. <laughs> but you didn't go to this one. Never been to Wizard or Wizard World, whatever the fuck it's called. No, it was Wally World. It was cool. Wally World. Yeah, I went. I wound up going to see the guy who played the governor on The Walking Dead. Uh, whose name escapes me right now? Oh, uh, followed by Michael Rooker, who's been in like tons of stuff. Not yeah, the least of which was Guardians of the Galaxy. Mallrats, friend Mall of Mallrats. <laughs> in fact, yeah. he talked a lot about being in Mallrats too. He's that's really, exciting. He's like he's excited about doing it. He's really looking forward to it. Working with Kevin Smith again. Uh, I really like Mallrats. I, I that's still that my favorite. Grew of wow. me a lot. Wow. We've had a discussion now. I know he hates it. I don't, I don't. I don't think it's. But wasn't he's doing Kevin, a sequel, though. Well, I mean, he didn't hate it. I should say it was just was. It was such a disappointment, box office wise. It hurt him a bit, but yeah, it was great. Um, a friend of mine at work interviewed Rocker, 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 Michael Rooker, Rooker, um, and just was delighted with talking to him. He said the guy was Michael real. Rooker, <laughs> David Morrissey. That's his name that <laughs> yeah. played the the governor. David but yeah, he Morrissey. said he said he was a real. Yeah. He was a real man. He was easy to talk to, and he immediately tweeted the article as soon as it was out. So nice. Yeah. yeah. And then of I, course we all went to uh, Andy's panel on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, villains. Yeah. Uh, villains. In, chilling like villains. And how yep. were you on that? Did you actually speak Fiction. about? I yeah. thought it was okay, and I and I kept looking to the guy. These guys were right in front of me. And I kept yeah. looking over at him. We were the, right in the front row. The reaction to make sure am I, am I am I screwing this up? Okay, they're smiling. It's good. All right, good. <laughs> no, 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 no. He did. He did a great job. D- he so. did a great. There wasn't a single <laughs> to, yeah. to be heard. 
Yeah, no, no stammering. Just yeah. Uh, yeah no. got in a couple of weird jokes in the middle of it. Right, yeah. where everyone was like yeah. crickets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People squirmed no. uncomfortably. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good panel. Uh, four people on the panel. It, it, well, yeah. four including yourself, right? Yeah. So four total. Um, I wasn't that familiar with the people that were on the panel. Um, they all looked like they were authors. They had their books and stuff in front yeah, of them. Right. But, uh, one, one's a local author. Um, yeah, I, Maxwell I, Alexander Drake that we ended up talking to afterwards. I've pretty- seen him. I've seen him before. I've seen his booth before right. uh, years ago at like I think it was one of the neon cons. Yeah, that makes sense. Back when we had those, right? And the other two, um, they're touring with the with Wizard World. They're, I believe they're a couple. Okay. Yeah, they certainly have the last surname, and they see awful chummy. Last name, right. and yeah. they t- talked a lot about uh, stuff they did together. So right. I think that's a good, pretty good guess. Uh, I knew I was doing well in the con when I said something, and uh, Drake leaned over to me and said, "That was good. I'm going to steal that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. I remember that moment. He said that. And then Kirsten, you got to see a, a, a former Star Trek alum that Bonnie Gordon. Yeah, she's our, into our luscious little well, Bonnie who uh, used to be on the Quest, um, the, the, the ABC reality, series, the yeah. reality show. She was on that. She actually is a very talented voice actor, uh, singer, and um, actor overall, actress overall. And she um, was at Trek for a brief time towards the end there. Um, before she uh, picked up and went to LA to make her make her fortune, and she's she's uh, making a niche for herself as a, as a geek girl, doing cons where she can, getting out there, uh, talking about the questing. It was interesting. Her, she she and she was appearing with Xander. The King of the Nerds. Yeah. Remember yeah. that reality? I, I can't remember his last name, but yeah, yeah he was on yeah. uh, season two, I believe it was, of King right. of the Nerds. Right, and, and they're apparently friends, so they, they often do these things together. Well, that's cool. And uh, she was talking about the quest, and damn if she almost made reality shows interesting. Wow. It was really funny, because she was talking about the background actors, all the, the <laughs> fantasy actors that they had to interact with on this thing. Apparently they held they were like they were like trick school. They held character all the time mm-hmm. oh, wow. for the full thirty day duration. She says it still weirds her out to this day to run into those people and encounter them as real human beings because oh, she is so used to them. These people maintained character the sure. whole time through, right. and she talked about the interactions with the different uh, the staff. Apparently, a lot of the crew, the producers, <laughs> and the like would like be in the uh, scenes doing stuff like she never knew when a blacksmith or you know some merchant in a merchant stall was actually a producer talking into his sleeve directing you know just like yeah camera move over in on what they're doing over there but you know blah 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 so it was like i was i almost became interested in reality shows it was very very (laughs) it was precarious it was precarious did you see the other reality uh reality show people there naked vegas no no Oh, the, the body paint stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is some uh, good nakedness. Yeah, yeah. the artwork, they actually did a great job. I got to go uh Here we go, great podcasting with the fucking... Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. your job. For all yeah. our well, viewers out there. That's usually what I do. We'll post a picture. Okay, good. You better. Damn. Yeah. That definitely so, looks nice. I need some wiener popping out here. Oh, yeah. Popping so wiener. Popping they do dudes? wiener. So. No, of course they don't do dudes. They I've do, but they one. didn't. That's good. They do, oh, but they, they, do, didn't. they didn't. Because Captain America. I was going to say, the one girl is always at the uh, the Star Trek convention that does the, the Vegas uh, Orion's, the Orion showgirl right. with the big headdress. Mm. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Wizard World, Las Vegas. I yeah. enjoyed it. I did enjoy How, it. Do Looking you think the attendance was successful? Do you think it, it was? Like a good what crowd. do you guys think? Yeah. I think if I remember hearing that it was a little less than they were expecting, but within what they were hoping for, I, I know that since Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl on Walking Dead, canceled uh, uh, like a couple of weeks I before or something that like hurt. that. That hurt them because I know I I saw a lot of comments on their website saying, "Oh, that's the whole reason I wanted to go." Yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> that but, does. Uh, but I I think that may have hurt them a little bit. But you know the, the actors, they're working actors. Scheduling conflicts come up all the right. times on these cons. It's, as as any as all of us know who've been to a con and you know somebody we're expecting doesn't show up yeah. for some reason. This so. is a touring con too, so I yeah. Mean, I mean, if no matter where you're listening to this uh, from, there's there's chances coming near to you. Yeah, they're. they're 20 last I, cities yeah, I was going to say 27 cities, I think, was yeah. the last nice. count that I, I saw on there. One of the things I found kind of too late in the game to monopolize on, I thought was pretty cool, was the game section. Yeah. Um, they had a whole little corner blocked off with a library of games. And I guess it's a couple that just tour with the con. Yeah. And uh, just bust out and play games. Well, no, they just have the games that are like on shelves and you... You you know give your your license or something so you, they don't make sure you're not walking out with the game right but you pick yeah. it but play you pick it. up Check and it play out. it and you know there are all these games like ooh I'd like to try that one but I don't want to pay sixty bucks to try it out once yeah ooh, exactly play that one yeah yeah that's cool yeah I did not yeah I didn't participate I unfortunately had to work all those nights so yeah. I'd like race in and see someone or something and then I'd race the hell out so. All right. Well then, gang, how about news you don't give a shit about? Yay. Yay. Once again, I am reading from Master Torgo, so you will not get the precise, articulate, eloquent mispronunciations that you are accustomed to <laughs> from uh, our esteemed news reader. Could be worse. I could be reading it. Say, so that, say that guy's name with a figgy foggy guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. First up, <clears throat> Dutch designer... Mark Sturkenboom has created Sturkenboom. a way. Sturkenboom. Now, That's does he design Dutch people? Oh, yeah. You know, that is, is a big business is? in designing Dutch know. people. Now, right. Oh, oh, you know, you bring up a good point, Paul. Uh, I, Everyone, we kind of agreed it'd be fun for me to read these cold, so I have no idea what I'm reading. He oh, doesn't. So, he so doesn't. I have no idea, Paul. Let's see if he designs so Dutch people. You decided not only to take over Targo's job, but do it with an extra level of difficulty because you have no idea what you're doing. Exactly. Wow. Mode. News yeah. you don't give a shit about. Expert, expert mode. mode. <laughs> <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> All right. So he has created a way to keep your lost late spouse just that little bit closer to oh, your heart. I know oh, this. I saw oh, this. oh, no. <laughs> I saw this. Disgusting. Suddenly I'm here. Oh. Intended for widows, Sturkenboom says his, quote, memory box will help recapture the feelings of intimacy that are all too often lost with bereavement. It's called 21 grams, the weight the human soul is said to hold and the box contains a few things most notably an acoustic amplifier the scent of his aftershave and of course a transparent dildo to house the deceased's ashes <laughs> quote by bringing different nostalgic moments together like the scent of his perfume their music and reviving the moment he gave her her first ring <clears throat> I wonder what kind of ring you know, it opens her, a window. It's not just ashes. It's little bone chips into it. I think it's going to rattle. Oh, my God. It opens a window to go back to moments of love and intimacy. No. Boom, right? No, it Why? doesn't. Why do you you madman. She is able to have an intimate night with her sweetheart again. No. 
That's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. You're putting ashes in your cooch. You are putting ashes no, in no, your pussy in hole. The dildo. No, that's disgusting. Oh. That's that's gross. Paul, I am down with a lot of stuff, but also yes, you the, are. The other we side know. On this, the other side on this, I think it's very sexist, and it's somewhat homophobic. Unless he is also selling butt plugs with this accessory, I don't want to know about it. I don't know. Um, I think he's being very sexist well, may, and very could, homophobic. You know, and maybe that's the next step is the uh, the, the 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 wooden D- box, the box. DLC the ass guy. ash. Yeah, there you go. Ash asses. So asses to ashes to asses. Dust to bust. Dust to bust. Dust to bust. Ashes to asses, dude. Why did he call his company Ashes to Asses, dude? Oh, I think, well, I he's think, Dutch. <laughs> I think he does. Yeah, I think he has. Right. Pun doesn't work in that yeah, one. Yeah, right. Well, that and the fact that there's probably already a website there. Right. Oh, look it up. Wait, <laughs> your phone. Go we, ahead. Wait, let's we can't, see we can't phone. have let's grab this do domain. The- ashes to asses. <laughs> That's like putting boots to asses, but ashes yeah. to asses. I'm scared of what's going to pop up oh, on your man. phone. <laughs> the handcrafted wooden no box. Fear. I'm comes scared about the fleshlighting orders. Oh. With a brass key, which can be worn as a pendant, and containers to hold other keepsakes to keep his memory alive. According to Metro, Sturk oh, and yeah, Boom yeah. was inspired to create 21 grams after helping an elderly woman with her groceries, and I don't want to know how oh, that happened. Oh, what he helped her, oh, right? Broken reef. He I miss my husband. I never get yeah. my penis anymore. How many flights of stairs you got in this apartment? <laughs> Let me help you with these bags of groceries. Whoops, whoops, get your keys out. Get me in the door. Hey there, saggy titty lady. Oh. What do you say to a little bump and grind? Hmm? <laughs> I know you're lonely. You got your front door, now I want to get the back door. Mm-hmm. I see some about, Jamaican coming in here. And then how about she, I give you a little bit of ashes to ashes? Then she backs up against a cigarette uh, ashtray, and no. he's like, wait, it's all coming together in my mind now. You got your peanut butter in my KY. <laughs> God. <laughs> what the f- Wow. Yeah. Uh, what? Damn. You got your ashes so in my far, oh. So far, Google. Let's see. Yeah. Nope, there is no ashes to ashes. Claim it now, folks. There is an episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air called Asses to Ashes. Asses? Really? Yeah, Asses to Ashes. So, (sighs) all right. Frank Miller. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. Isis Taylor. She's got a porn movie, Ashes to Ashes. But does she have the website? I don't fucking know, but there's a movie out there. It's ruined now. If someone else has done it, you know Paul. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. got to be original, baby. There you go. Although, and a completely original idea. Ashes, <laughs> ashes to asses for a dildo company that sticks dead people's stuff. That's pretty good. All Frank right. Miller announced via Twitter that he is working on another Batman story, and it will be titled The Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. The series uh, is did slated- I read that this is not really the case, that it's not really Frank Miller working on it exactly? Yeah. Uh, the series is slated to be eight issues and will begin publication twice monthly late this fall. To craft the story, Miller collaborated with longtime DC Comics writer Brian Azzarello. Uh, so I think... What's Azzarello doing writing a story called The Master Race? I don't know, man. It's very strange. That's, uh, I don't, I don't that's even a, care. I didn't, does Azzarello's the politics... The was only so-so, yeah, right? Yeah, it was pretty weak. No, it, yeah. I mean, it was... Right. I loved... 
I loved the artwork. I loved the aesthetic of it. So sure. I loved looking at that mm-hmm. one. But the story and some overall. Some of the ideas and the, the Cheetah Robin. Yeah, uh, that's one, uh, that's one of my T-shirts. I got the Cheetah Robin Batman yep. T-shirt because that was a that was a great image. But yeah, uh, Paramount has confirmed. Oh. Paramount has confirmed <laughs> that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles characters Bebop and Rocksteady will appear in producer Michael Bay's second movie. This will be the first time Bebop and Rocksteady will appear on the big screen. Yep. The characters did not appear in the original Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird comic book series. Nope. They were created for the popular 87 cartoons in a bid to give Playmates more mutants to make action figures out of. But they were highly popular with the fans. I've got a Rocksteady. And became a successful addition to the franchise. IDW Publishing recently reintroduced Shredder's two dimwit hitchmen into their ongoing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book series, which successfully rebooted the franchise by including continuity stuff from each of the Turtles' many, many incarnations. Bebop and Rocksteady recently made headlines for killing Donatello. Spoiler alert! I didn't know that, man. Donatello was my favorite. Motherfucker! You didn't see that going around for a while. Motherfucker! <laughs> Donatello's everybody's Donatello favorite. Donatello does machines. <laughs> dude, dude, damn! It went around the internet for a while, and everybody's like, "No, dude, this is another example of IDW not knowing what they're doing." God damn it! That, he's he'll be uh, back. I can't cold read robot. these ever again. <laughs> I am devastated. Metalhead. <laughs> TMNT two is set to hit theaters on June third, two thousand sixteen. I won't go see it. Well, well it better have must Donatello. miss. Did the first Jeez. one do well enough to to re- clearly receive I, a sequel? I, I mean, believe it did. I, yeah, I think it did pretty good. And again, wow. it's an overseas hit. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And that that toy tie-in is huge. You well, that's yeah. that's the weird thing. Yeah. It's like they're they're doing less and less to attract American audiences now to have... movies because they're more worried about the overseas box office. Well, now. dude, it's there's money out there. Yeah. There there's is money out there, so and the dummies that want to go see every movie that opens up every weekend, they're gonna go see it anyway. So yeah. it doesn't does matter. Mean, does this mean we might actually get Michael Bay to make movies just for a foreign release? We never ever see his crap again. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, you I, probably not. I did Damn. finally see uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction. What? And what? It, it was it was on the oh, you Cinemax talked about or this. HBO. Yeah. Well, like the the full second half of the movie like takes place in China. Yeah, and oh, it's yeah, yeah. really geared towards Chinese it, audiences, isn't it? The now it's, it's the like a very nationalist for China now, yeah. isn't it? It's China's number one movie yeah. now in history. And you're, it was like the, the nationalist government comes to save wait, the day and all this stuff. You wait. China's only allowing 30, what is it, 34, 35 like movies that. in a year. Yeah. They're going to start opening that up. And oh boy, is that going to be a market. All right. That will be a market. It's yeah. general election time in the United Kingdom. And citizens are hearing different co- promises from politicians across the political spectrum. There's one particular politician, leader of the UKIP. United Kingdom Independence Party, Nigel Farage? Sure. Farage? Your guess is if as it's, good as mine. If it's like how they pronounce garage, Farage, then like it's a garage, Farage. Yeah. Well, it's garage, so oh. it's Farage. <laughs> I don't Carl. Farage. Faraghi. Yeah. He wants to... Farage. Farage. He wants to cancel Doctor Who... What? Holy shit. This is well, really weird for me, elected. folks. Yeah. That's, All right. that's <laughs> like the, the least British thing you could do. Political According to the right Independent... The BBC should cut back to the bone and stop producing popular entertainment programming, Nigel Farage said. This means if Farage 
And UKIP have their way. BBC broadcast could be reduced to, quote, local news coverage, arts programs, and religious broadcasts. Hooray. This is another one of those idiots, like the ones we have here in the States, with plenty of them, who think cutting spending on arts and social welfare yeah. is the way to go. Yeah, because yeah. that's where all the money right. is. Meanwhile, take one oh, peek at the military budget. I don't know. Maybe, you know, scale back some of the Nimitz carriers and all that. You know, right. you've got like 12 cruising so around. Much oh. money. How many Nimitz character, carrier, how many Nimitz carriers do the British have? Oh. I was using the example <laughs> because he said we have here because they want Burn uh, sizzle. Oh, my God. I'm going to flip this table over and come over there and... Well, that guy's, oh, that and that's guy's a Canadian talking, folks. Uh, that guy's going to lose. All right. Yes, uh, broadcast, definitely. The British Broadcasting System producer of Doctor Who has been making soap opera sitcoms and science fiction since it started airing its own programming in 1932. The BBC is a public broadcasting company, one that every person in the UK with a television pays for via annual licensing fees. They're Curren still doing that shit? Yeah. Currently, oh, it man. costs... 145 pounds, 50 pence a year for a color TV license. Farages, Farages, reason to cancel Doctor Who, Sherlock, Call the Midwife, and the classic soap EastEnders is that it would reduce licensing fees to a mere 50 pounds a year. That's the reason. Yeah. Well, they have a lot of fees over there. They have like the, if you have a, if your car is too big, they got like a, oh, a fee. Oversized yeah, vehicle. Over, yeah. Oversized vehicle. Yeah, and oh the whole... God, the, yeah. The, the, I've heard about the television police. They drive around in the van, right. and it, like, scans to... Yep. It can tell if your TV is actually... If you have a TV. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, there was a joke... There was a Monty Python joke that I just did not get until I found out about that. There's a, there's a thing about the cat detector van. And there's a... Wow. Whole, yeah, and they're like, what? Cat detector? Yeah, really. You really have to be on the inside of yeah. the, that culture to... Yeah. Which, you know, I guess most of their listeners were. I don't know. You have the same terrible fear I have, uh, Jeff, that, that we're not actually recording anything, that we're just listening to last week's. Well, it is recording. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> according, to, according to what I have here. All right. In video game shenanigans news, earlier this week, Microsoft released a trailer showing off some game footage of CD Projekt Red's upcoming RPG, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, running at 60 FPS and in 1080p resolution and either accidentally or on purpose presented it as footage from the Xbox One version of the game. Later it was revealed that the footage was actually from the PC version of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Since the release of the trailer and the accusations that the company was trying to pull a fast one on the community, Microsoft has issued a statement apologizing for the quote confusion. Also, looking forward to playing Batman Arkham Knight for $60. Not if you want to play the whole thing. Warner Brothers announced that a season pass for Arkham Knight will be offered for $39.99. For six months after release, pass holders will get, quote, new story missions, additional supervillains invading Gotham City, legendary Batmobile skins, advanced challenge maps, alternative character skins, and new drivable racetracks strung out over six months following release. Value-conscious gamers will also have the option of the $99.99 Premium Edition, which includes the game and the season pass, a savings of no money whatsoever. The first taste is free. That, oh, I, that, I love all these like DLCs and all these, oh, you got to pay this, you got to pay that, microtransaction, stuff like Just release a game, give us, you know, back in the day. Give um, us what we want. One I'm time. a little uh, 
little annoyed to hear that myself because I, I love those Arkham games and if I'm going to have to buy the game for $60 and then spend another up to $40 just to be able to play the full game, that's that's just stupid. Right. It sounds a little different. I'm used to the Call of Duty model where we get extra maps and stuff for multiplayer and for zombies and, sure. and, and horde mode, stuff like that. But this, this unless I'm cold reading wrong, this sounds like the the actual single player or the, the game you do on the from the get-go. Yep. Sad. Well, I guess we'll have to find out when it releases. And speaking of video games, just a few days after launching paid mods on Steam through the Skyrim Workshop, Valve is removing the payment option, citing customer feedback. Valve says it will refund Steam users who purchased a Skyrim mod on Steam. We've done this because it's clear we didn't understand exactly what we were doing, Valve said in a post on Steam. Wow, that's, that's almost straight out of the 80s Jeff PR firm. Right. Valve said its intention in introducing paid mods through Steam was to allow mod makers the opportunity to work on their mods full-time if they wanted to and to encourage developers to provide better revenue sharing models. Uh, and the addition of paid mods to Skyrim's workshop, we understand our own games communities pretty well, but stepping into an established, years-old modding community in Skyrim was probably not the right place to start iterating. We think this made us miss the mark pretty badly, even though we believe there's a useful feature somewhere here. Valve says it will be, quote, chewing through customer feedback on its attempts to bring paid mods to Steam Workshop. So enjoy PC game mods while they are free. And uh, we, wow, that news was so devastating to Andy, he left. <laughs> he was shocked. Did he have to go fart or something out I, there? You know, that's what I'm thinking. Or, wait a minute, he took his phone? I bet he got a phone I'm guessing call. it's, oh, a, okay. it's a, a, a parent thing, sure. you know, because none of the rest of us have kids. Right and now he so. put on the uh, parental Andy hat. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah, right. this is a weird development, but I get it. Um, you know, paying people for being content creators is something that Xbox had promised way back at the first uh, Xbox. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, when they talked about you could design things for the avatars and in-game items and skins, and you could sell them, set up your own little shops, and that never came to fruition. This Probably is because just, of all the giant penis skins. Well, I mean, <laughs> not even just that. Just Microsoft wanted all the money for themselves, and they figured out they could you know, keep all the money themselves. Right. Um, so this is a good thing. It's fairly egalitarian. You don't, you're not, no one's forcing anyone to buy a mod, and no one's forcing anyone to sell a mod. I think there's still going to be plenty of communities out there that are going to be trading in free mods, and uh, if people want to become sellers of their game modifications, so be it. But uh, I can understand the PC people always have a fit whenever something that's been free for forever starts to get monetized, but such is the way of all things. It's uh, monetizing the internet. I just, man. Yeah, it's getting sucky. It's, it's going to get worse and worse. You're going to have to click on 10 cents a click here and there. It's going to suck. Yeah, really. Eventually, they'll probably just create like a universal fee. While well, you're online, you're just getting charged it'll X break, per minute. It'll break down and be replaced with something different. Yeah. That's all. That's true. It'll just break down and be replaced with something better. Just like phone. Remember how much phone calls used to cost? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can remember some asshole jacked into my fucking phone line when I was mm. first here. I remember. Called Croatia or some shit for like 
four hours. And that was when me. you were when you were you still had the lease to your old place, but you were moving. We yeah. were getting our place. And yeah, you were I'd back moved in a new place. And I was back and forth between the places, and some asshole got in there some somehow. Jacked into my phone. Must I hadn't have been a maintenance had, dude. Must have been a maintenance dude, and I hadn't disconnected my phone line from that spot. And he uh, and I got a fraudulent like hundred and seventy dollar charge or some shit. It was outrageous. Well, hell, I remember like, as recently as like sixteen years ago when cell phones you had to pay per minute yeah. of usage, yeah. and some of them it was like up to a quarter a minute depending on the time of day. Yeah. So yeah. your your phone calls were like. Hey, um, leaving now. I'll be there shortly. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you ever spend any time on a boat, you get quickly reminded of how things used to cost a lot of money. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah you had to expensive. pay for the minute for the ten like, cents ship, a minute on the internet. Ship to shore. Ten cents a minute on the internet. Oh Jesus, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> man, 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 man! I would hate that. <laughs> I had I I spent a lot of that uh, keeping up with my Masters of the Universe collection. <laughs> I had to order figures oh. on the boat. On the boat, because I don't know if I mean it wasn't. That Please bad. hold. You are number twenty-five right. on the caller list. Well, it wasn't as bad as it used to be, or it wasn't as bad as it is now. Nowadays, that line is pretty popular, and the collectors and the scalpers are in there. Boom! Like everything sells out. If it's if it's a small amount, most items sell out within the first two minutes of sale. Jeez. So you have to be ready. You, you think there be, are Comic Con tickets, dude? You have to be ready to go. I've the only, I still haven't gotten the spirit of Castle Grayskull yet. He just goes. He shows up and he's gone. Uh, it's I might get him by Christmas. We'll see. But um, yeah, I just grabbed the hover robots. I got in, got out real quick. You can get stuff, but you got to be you know. But I I I had to w- figure out the time zones, exactly when I'd have to be up. I'd be up at like three in the morning, <laughs> sitting there in the lab, in the middle of Bermuda, trying to. Get Battle Cat sent to, sent to my house in Vegas, and I wouldn't even see the fucker for four months. Damn, that's great. Does your did your wife know that you were spending more of your limited internet time gathering He Man dolls than communicating oh, yeah. with her? Oh yeah, no, I communicated with her all the time, but uh, yeah. I, hey baby, call you. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, all right. Let's so go. so basically, you spent twice as much to get those Masters dolls because of the the, not, the per not minute. Twice, it's a little bit of extra money, but you know, I mean, Anne knows my priorities. She's she's not a fool. She's Toy with, collection. She's been with my me long wife. enough. She knows. Dogs. She knows. She's a close second, dog, huh? Dog, dogs are like eight. Oh, those dogs. Uh-oh. No, right, they're they're adorable. Before we start it. a domestic incident, Weekend Geeks! There we go. Woo! Real things. Real things. Yes, first item up, real things. Sony Pictures CEO Tom Rothman announced that Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the filmmaking team who directed the Lego movie, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the live-action reboot of 21 Jump Street, our spearheading a new animated movie starring the Spider-Man for 2018. Lord and Miller will produce the movie and write the script treatment for it while possibly directing it as well. The animated Spider mo- Spidey movie will be separate from the next round of live-action films starring the superhero, which will kick off with an appearance in Marvel Studios' Captain America Civil War next May before he appears in a new standalone film, reportedly to be written and directed by Drew Goddard. That will open on July 28th. 2017. A press statement issued by Stoney after Rothman's remarks said that the animated Spider-Man feature will exist independently of the projects in the live-action Spider-Man universe, of which all of which are continuing. Stoney pictures, huh? Stoney pictures. Did I say Stoney pictures? You did. Damn cold reading. Sorry, Mr. Slate. I gotta leave early today. (laughs) I got a, a date with Stony Pictures. They're trying to option the story of how Wilma and I met. 
<laughs> I don't like it, Flintstone. <laughs> but Chief I'll Fred. let you go. Get back here early tomorrow. Thanks, Mr. Slate. I'll see you when I pull into Stony Pictures. I'm going to Holly Rock. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you think you bought it? <laughs> no. I, I, I don't went, know. We'll see. I, I went to, when, that reminds me when I was a kid, I went to the uh, Jellystone Flintstones experience, which is like right, out of si- right outside of uh, Yellowstone in uh, South Dakota, right? Uh, they had like this big full-size... Uh, Flintstones Village and Holly Rock was one of the areas that you got to go through. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Flintstones uh, Village over by the uh, Grand Canyon? No, there's one over there too. Oh, so bizarre. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's official or not, but uh, no, it must be official. <laughs> it must be because you mean if it's licensed or unlicensed? Right, right, yeah, but okay. It, it's like behind. Uh, it's behind a. Souvenir shop, basically. It's a big souvenir shop with a restaurant. Hey, look, it's ready. And you walk oh, out the back, Bonnie. and it's all these friggin' fake stone houses made out of, uh, you know, fiberglass and shit. And yeah, I think these were like plaster and chicken wire. Yeah, that I, kind of construction. Couple, yeah, couple wow. of spots where I noticed like somebody had kicked loose the, yeah. the plaster that the chicken wire was underneath. So yeah, it was. It was a lot interesting. Of homeless guys living in those. <laughs> yeah, it's a little far. It's up. a living. It's a little far <laughs> up for the homeless guys. Plus, everything's full of scorpions and black widows. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yikes. Daniel Brühl, Rush, has revealed which Marvel supervillain he's going to play. Baron Helmut Zemo, whose father, top Nazi scientist Heinrich Zemo, was killed in a battle against Captain America back in World War II. The original Baron Zemo Heinrich made his debut in the Avengers number four all the way back in March 1964, while his son entered the scene in Captain America number 168, December 1973. If Helmut's history in the movie loosely follows that of the comics, he'll be out to seek revenge on Steve Rogers, Chris Evans, for causing his dad's death. Evans, Brule, Grillo, and Stan will be in the thick of a major MCU event, which will also feature Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, Anthony Mackie as Falcon, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, and a new young actor as Spider-Man. Insiders are calling this thing Avengers 2.5. Captain America's Civil War set for release on May 6th, 2016. Exciting. Nice. Uh, issue. Oh, sorry. To mention real quick, you were talking about the new Spidey animated film. I just watched Batman versus Robin. Ah, yeah. The, you the called new, that out in a recent discussion about uh, Marvel DC. Yeah. So yeah, the one week. before it was Batman and Son, which okay. I have yet to see. Oh, Damian Wayne. Yeah. Well, the same thing. This is Damian too, but this was Batman versus Robin. This one, and this is very much. The Court of Owls story. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Aha! It's a really, it's the best. Like, I heard people shitting on Batman and Son. Right. But this Batman and Robin, Batman versus Robin, is really good. It's it's really good. I was wow. like, wow, this is great. That's from the famous Paul, y'all. I know. So take I, that for what it is. I, I hate everything. Yeah. And this is great. <laughs> I really, really liked Let's it. Let's ask Paul. He yeah. hates everything. I really liked it. It's up there in my top. Especially if it's out of DC. It's Ugh. up there in my No, I like DC animated. But that but they have had some serious missteps along the way since uh, Justice League was done. Yeah. I thought the famous Paul died of eating Pop Rocks and soda. Nope. It's okay. just a myth. Just a myth. So anyway, Batman versus Robin, 
fucking great. Oh, Five yeah, kicks you, to the dick from the famous Paul, y'all. Not for kids. Now Ooh, you 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 cool. bumbled that around last time. Which one is it? Batman versus Robin. And the one that's not so good is Batman and Son. Okay. All right. That, you know, that's a, I, now not for kids makes me even more interested. I still now. haven't seen Batman and Son, so I can't really say how good or bad it is. You know, it's funny too. But it's not so great because I saw but, it at Walmart the other day yeah. for the cheap. Yeah, it's it's but like because, twelve bucks. You know, because of you trashing DCU stuff and everything, I well, went ahead and bought the Gamera. Gamera, I'm sorry, Gamera Legacy. Well, that's a good eleven that's a Gamera good thing. movies for ten bucks, dude. Man. You did, wow. did all right with that. Yeah, that was great. Um, that was fun. Don't hesitate to grab Batman versus Robin. It's right. excellent. Excellent. Dur- director Adam. Director Adam. Okay. Uh, he's a one-name guy. Director apparently. Adam. Like Mick Dur- G. D- yeah. <laughs> director Adam has the signed... first director. He has no belly button. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he's, he's missing, missing a rib. rib. Oh, has signed on to helm a live-action adap- adaptation of the hit anime series Death Note. If you're Ooh. not familiar with the name, Winward is the director of cult indie genre films. Ah, Adam, Adam Winward. What's he done? Torgo, I blame you. He's done cult indie cult films. Cult indie genre films such as The Guest and You're Next. And he's oh, saying okay. back in the high life again. The uh, manga series was written by Sugumi Oba, an artist Takeshi Obata, and centers around a high school student named... Light Yagami, who finds a book called The Death Note, which has the power to kill anyone whose name is written within it. The most recent script for the film was written by Jeremy Slater. Fantastic Four. Wing- oh, now it's Wingard. All right, this guy is like ever <laughs> changing as a, as, a, as a professional director. I don't think it's going to matter. He's going to be Alan Smithy by the time this piece of shit rolls off the screen. <laughs> Ouch! Wingard also directed segments of the horror anthology films VHS and the ABCs of Death. Before he starts work on Death Note, he will direct The Woods, which is a horror movie set up at Lionsgate and is set to shoot this summer. Wingard. Wingard. All right. So Torgo got it right on the last round. And, um, and that's VHS my last word here. Fact check Dandy out. <laughs> did you like VHS? VHS is pretty good. Uh, I did not like I, VHS. I caught parts of it. Uh, oh, parts Todd, of it. Todd really liked it. I didn't get to see the whole thing. First part was okay. It's all found footage gimmick. Right. It's a little whack. But you don't like those found footage stuff, I certainly right? didn't care for that one. I, oh, I like found snap. footage style stuff. So. Um, the uh, Good one. Actually. Yes. You guys familiar with Death Note? Anybody here? Hold on, hold on, Paul. Yes. Fact check has to go on an emergency mission, but before he leaves, uh, yes. he has a presentation. Holy shit! What, what is I this? found? What? Aww. Yeah. What are you, you looking at for the viewers, Paul? Uh, Andy just gave me the three and a quarter inch Mumra figure from the relaunch of the Thundercats. This is wonderful. I have several of these. I, not Mumra's. Okay. But I have, <laughs> and this one. Oh, I'll put that one in that no. box of Mumra's. I have. Yeah. 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 No, I have. This will go perfect with my other Mumra's. No, I actually, I have Lion-O, I have Chitara, and I have Panthro in this scale. I never got Tigra or Wily Kit and Cat, but this is great. He'll go right alongside. And I have a, a big deluxe edition original generation Mumra. That they came out with at Comic-Con one of the years I was there. Yeah, so yeah. it's great. He's yeah. got a little Sword of Omens. He's got a... He's got... Uh, what's his name's Shield? Claw Shield, looks like? Lion-O. Yeah. Lion-O's Claw Shield, yeah. 
That's great. He's all totally bandaged up. If you'd gone to hey the there, con, Lionel. you could have picked up all those figures you just mentioned because I pulled that out of the three dollar uh, um, bargain oh, box. Oh fuck, man! That was the only line. That was the only mumra, though. I looked. Well, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, they're all they're all still mint on card. I kept all those little guys on card. So he'll go perfectly along with the other ones. That's great. I never got this guy. I was wow. looking for this guy. Nope. He's got that great little cowl that I like. Man. A little snap-on plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Folks, this is this is geek love. But he'll yeah. stay naked. I thought you'd probably have like eight of them. We're just gonna have you know sign it or something. Nope. Okay. I don't have this one. Hey, I've got hey. I've got the big version that they came out with of the transformed Mumra in this series. Okay. He looks wicked, and I bought the large scale. Mumra and the small scale Thundercats, so they looked a little more proportionate because he's bigger than them, should mm-hmm. be. Yeah, this is great. Thanks, dude. Cool. Glad you like it. Happy. I know I really got to run. I'll talk to you say, guys next week. Fact checking any out. Roger, Roger. Andy out. Well, at least that's one toy that won't wind up on our shelves. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> oh, the night is still young. No, oh, no, 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 no. This no, is coming no, home this, with me. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. This will go. I really appreciate this it, will dude. go to its home. All right. So, continuing. Stony Pictures greenlit an hooray for Holly Rock. <laughs> greenlit a new adaptation of H.G. Wells' The Invisible Man, which is what everyone's been clamoring for. With Red Wagon Entertainment producers Lucy Fisher and Doug Wick, Peter Pan, The Great Gatsby, The Divergent series attached. It's unknown if this modern version will be a solo film or a series. Wells' 19, oh, 1897 novel was first brought to life in James Whale's universal classic, The Invisible Man, in 1933, starring Claude Rains, and has suffered through several sequels and other loose adaptations, like 1951's Comita Gabbett and Costello Meet the Invisible Man, Chevy Chase's 1992 Memoirs of an Invisible Man, and Paul Verhoeven's Hollow Man from 2000, starring Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth Shue, which was also produced by Red Wagon. According to the tracking board, Stoney's take on the material is totally to Universal's shared monster universe and will insert the title character of Dr. Jack Griffin as the main villain with the audience following the hero tasked to hunt him down. All right. I liked uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man and the first Hollow Man. I guess there's like two sequels. Uh, oh, my Lord, is there? The, they were like straight to video. Yeah. Uh, I remember the effects from Hollow Man and... It was pretty decent, but, you know, uh, for the time. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, kind of dated now. A terrible movie. You don't like don't start getting emotional <laughs> over fucking Hollow Man. That was a piece of shit. All right. That's Kevin Bacon's worst work ever. Oh, come on. It, it Halfway through the movie, it completely devolves into a horror film. I mean, come on. It it's just, terrible. it it was, I, I, I thought it was fun. Wow. Terrible. We went from Batman versus Robin to Hollow Man that quick, Butt folks. Butt sauce. Uh, this one is marked press release, so I guess it's a press release. Toei Animation has announced production on Dragon Ball Super, the first all-new Dragon Ball television series to be released in 18 years. Following the recent events of the hit fit feature film, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F, ugh, Dragon Ball Super will debut in Japan in July 2015. Reuniting the franchise's iconic characters, Dragon Ball Super will follow the aftermath of Goku's fierce battle with Majin Buu as he attempts to maintain Earth's fragile peace. Overseen by Dragon Ball's original creator, Akira Toriyama, and produced with Fuji Television, Dragon Ball Super will draw on its historic past to create a bold new universe welcoming to fans and endearing to new viewers. 
Shouldn't it be welcoming to new viewers and endearing to... Okay, never mind. I didn't write it. <laughs> I didn't write that, folks. I just read it. <laughs> Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, the writing team behind films like Zombieland and the upcoming Deadpool movie, are now developing a feature film based on 1985's New Coke. What? What? Which will be a, which was a complete marketing disaster for oh, the company. Oh, thing about how New Coke was such a terrible failure. The news comes from Deadline, who reports that the pair have acquired the big screen rights to the 1987 nonfiction account of the story, The Real Coke, The Real Story, which was written by Thomas Oliver. From the book, in 1985, the Coca-Cola Company did the unthinkable. They destroyed an American institution. They changed the taste of Coke. This is the story of how the Coca-Cola company failed to realize the value of its own product and how they turned the mistake into a marketing triumph. <laughs> the Coca-Cola company has published a brief account of their infamous product reboot on their official site. The Coca-Cola company took arguably the biggest risk in consumer goods history, announcing that it was changing the formula for the world's most popular soft drink and spawning the consumer angst, the likes of which no business has ever seen. Protest groups such as the Society for the Preservation of the Real Thing and Old Coca-Cola Drinkers of America, which claim to have recruited 100,000 in a drive to bring back Old Coke, popped up around the country. Oh, by the way, that's Old Cola Drinkers of America. I got a little excited there. Signs OCD? With, yeah. <laughs> signs with, we want the real thing, and our children will never know refreshment. Our children will <laughs> never know refreshment. Our children will never know now, now, refreshment. I don't know. I think that one calls back to when they remove cocaine from the formula. The pause that refreshes. <laughs> According to the report, the Our duo... Our children will never know refreshment. That's the title of the episode. We'll write the script and produce the period piece, and it will convey how a perceived threat by number two rival Pepsi, driven home by a clever Pepsi challenge marketing campaign, led to corporate panic even though Coke was outselling its rival. Two, two, one. I'm for Pepsi anyways. I'm a Pepsi drinker. Are you? Yeah. You have real problems. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I haven't... Can't. I've, given up, I've given up soda for... Pretty much for, for good. For Lent? Uh, no, pretty much for good. I'm Coke Cherry Zero, that's my drug of choice. Well, that, that, that whole... Fiasco was just crazy. I mean, it's like the new Coke formula. Essentially, I, I I watched this old documentary on it. It was like it wasn't that they were losing money, but the sales had just flattened. So they wanted to do something big to try to right. you know not only right. dominate Pepsi but like really dominate Pepsi. And so they decided to make Pepsi. Well, they they yeah, really. what they actually what they did was Sweet Diet meat. Coke is a completely different formula from original Coke that they had come up with from scratch. And it's a to, sugar version of to, Diet Coke? It's a sugared version of Diet Coke. So they already had a lot of the research in there, and they had used I the NutraSweet. I would explain it, because I can't stand Diet Coke anymore. Well, until, yeah. like, Coke Zero hit, yeah. you didn't really have a no, zero-calorie version of yeah. the original formula. And apparently they had tried replacing the artificial uh, the real sugar with artificial sweetener and just weren't able to formulate it right so that people in test markets were saying yes this tastes like regular right. coke until right. like coke zero hit i mean i remember so. when that all happened i had friends who years afterward insist they they honestly believed that it was a marketing stunt from the beginning and that it was never meant to take. It was all designed. It was all literally, they put it out there knowing it caused a ruckus and, and people would go crazy. And Because apparently, 
it did work. It was a marketing triumph. Yeah. Once they oh, yeah. went back, they 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 were no longer flat in sales. Right. So well, yeah, and and their sales have continued to increase since. It probably uh, was. But they direct they, they directly addressed that in this documentary I saw, and I wish I could remember the name of the documentary. But it literally mm-hmm. it's it was them trying to do something bold and different and failing miserably, but turning this colossal failure into literally the greatest turnaround of a company. You uh, made me think of uh, another show. I started watching a couple episodes last night of um, Halt and Catch Fire. Have you guys seen that yet? Yep. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's uh, early IBM clone saga. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. I, no, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it's pretty well is it done. Good? It's yeah, pretty well it's, done. It's done yeah. well. Is it on Netflix? Yep. It's popped up. On, I guess it's popped up as you a You should watch it. I'm three episodes deep. It's good. It's a good quality show. Yep. Well acted. So far, I'm enjoying it, but it just it's right in that same time frame you just made me think about. I guess this is a little bit earlier. I think it's 78. Yeah, 78, 79, something yep. like that. So, but it's uh The Clone Saga. Man, it's compelling. It's compelling to watch and uh fascinating to think about all that. I like it. All that stuff that was going on at that time. So, you've seen it too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. There I'm you about, go. I'm about 5 into it. Two Two couch recommendations, That's y'all. right. And from Flip Floppy and Famous, which doesn't happen often. Nope. Or does it? I don't know. Not that often. I don't pay attention. Oh, he's Pepsi. I'm Coke, for God's yeah, oh, sakes. Oh, that's right. Pepsi and Coke. Recommend. Refreshment for your children. Pacific Rim. <laughs> Pacific Gas. Oh, Pacific Rim. <laughs> oh. Pacific Rim is the worst. The Man. worst. Leading to a Pacific Rim job. Oh, no. Ooh. That'd be okay. <laughs> Have a Jaeger really go to town on your Have business? Have a Jaeger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you, now for that you just want to make the porn movie and just get a get a get a porn dude who's just call him jaeger no 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 so, so for the for the robot to function you have to be fucking in the cabin oh that's how the robot powers wow. under under fuck okay power. folks famous has proven himself a far more creative porn producer than i'll ever be <laughs> you have to fuck that dude would, now that would wait, be a, wait 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 what as twisted as ro- his mind that that surprises you in the slightest that he could come up with a, a, a freaking well, weird the, the, porno Well, the thing is, is that he totally makes sense because you want the two-person melding baloney that is for some reason integral to this whole concept. And so, of course, you just have him fucking. Which, they, if they'd done that in the film, maybe a better movie. <laughs> the Beast with Actually, Two Backs. Actually, definitely a better movie. The Beast with Pacific Rim 2, the beast with two backs. Pacific Rim 2. Oh, my God. (laughs) For the last five years, Telltale Games found success with dramatic games based on licensed franchises, including Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, Fables, The Walking Dead, and most recently, Game of Thrones. Marvel Games announced that it's partnering with Telltale (laughs) to develop new video games based on the world of Marvel Comics. The first of these games is set to arrive in 2017, but unfortunately... That's all Marvel's announced. I'm so far behind. I'm still in the first season of The Walking Dead. I love it. Wow. They're, well, they're the I'm tell- even further along than that. The Telltale Games. Oh, never mind. No, no, no. The Telltale Games first <laughs> season. Yeah. I haven't started the second season, but I've bought all of The uh, Wolf Among Us. <laughs> I haven't even scratched it. I just I like those games. They're good, but... Uh, Telltale puts out a good product. And I haven't bought The uh, Game of Thrones because... That's usually a little bit cheaper once it's all done. Right. They sell it as one big package. You, you'll but, be sitting there talking like Mr. Game of Thrones as you're playing? <laughs> yeah, what should I choose here? <laughs> what would Cersei have me do? She'd have me dead. 
so I'll not make a choice. Is that what I'm to do? I missed a Game of Thrones. I guess I don't have a choice. I'm just, I came up a little short. Sorry, father. Ayo! <laughs> Zinger! Yes, yes, I'm not tall. I'm not terribly tall. Ha ha ha. I've read reviews of those games that no matter what you do, it kind of leads back to if you chose, say, something earlier on in the Telltale game. Does that, is that what well, happens? Like you don't really have... Yeah, there's there's gives a the lot. illusion of choice, but it's really they want you to go that way. Like, a little bit. Railroady. It's interactive, but it's it's limited. It's kind of more like a choose your own. Without choose your own going, adventure, yeah. Not uh, that's maybe not a good. Uh, it doesn't go quite that far afield, but it's it's got some cool stuff. I mean, I love different the back characters live and die depending on the choices yeah. you make. Well, hey, I loved the Back to the Future Telltale games. The Jurassic Park one was awesome. Um, uh, I've only seen like Todd played the uh, first couple of. The uh, the Walking Dead season one, that, they were really entertaining. It's good. So the yeah, Walking Telltale, Dead stuff's good. Telltale does a good job, really good job. It's looking more and more like Silent Hill is canceled, with principal yep. figures attached to the game project mourning its demise on Twitter. Director Guillermo del Toro, who has been co-directing the game with Hideo Kojima, is said to have told attendees at a film festival in San Francisco that Silent Hills is it plural. Yes. Silent Hills is not gonna happen, according to an attendee. This just via came out today, basically yesterday. Del Toro's assistant retweeted that and then made other comments indicating the project was being shelved. Now Norman Reedus, the Walking Dead actor playing Silent Hills protagonist, is saying similar things on his own Twitter in reaction to news about the project. PT, the game's playable teaser will be pulled from PlayStation Network on April 30th. Another sign pointing to the strange breakup between Konami and Hideo Kojima. Yep, that's Silent what really Hills, happened. Silent Hills was, with Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain, one of the only two console games actively under development to be published by Konami. Phantom Pain is due for a September 1 launch. Konami voluntarily delisted itself from the New York Stock Exchange... Available April 24th. Golly. Yeah, that maybe not necessarily a big of a deal, but weird, weird stuff well, going yeah, on, man. I mean, I'm, I'm not into video games enough to be totally shocked by that. You know, I'm more shocked that Andy just walked back in the door. So. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sound check for Andy. Sound check, check for check, Andy. Check, check, Sibilance. Huh? Hello? Hello? Yeah, you're back. Okay. I, yeah, sorry about that. My uh, my uh, ex could not find my daughter, so it was like a little bit panicky. Uh, so text, you went and found her. Uh, she contacted me as I was driving away. Okay, good. Good deal. Um, yeah, that uh, that whole thing is pretty fucked up. Uh, Hideo Kojima, for those of you who don't know, he's the guy who produced all the Metal Gear Solid games from way back in the day. Very closely connected with Konami. One of their main guys, if not the main guy. And um, they have had a really bad breakup. To the point where his name is being excised from all the Metal Gear 5 promotional material and wow. the box and everything. It's kind of crazy, yeah. And uh, this is another one of his pet projects that's going away. It's similar to what happened when uh, KG Inafune left uh, Capcom and uh, all the Mega Man stuff went into a weird place. And yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of fucked up. Now, the, the Mega Man guy, I. I not even going to try to pronounce his name. Does it, isn't he doing like a Kickstarter? He yes, video uh, game. That's Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah, which I, is essentially his idea of what Mega Man Nine would have been. Okay, sort of. Um, 
and that's going to come out. I guess it just got delayed again till September. Yeah, there's been a little bit of controversy with that because some of the early stuff that he showed apparently is not quite what it looks like. But it's still going to be a cool little game. But yeah, I think it's going to be on on a lot of platforms too when that actually does ship because he made plenty of money on his kickstarting. Hopefully, it turns out well and everything will go uh, good for him. He, you know, he's a brilliant guy. He's been behind some really. I mean, he's he's one of the first guys on uh, the original Street Fighter and. It's in Fune, whole other level of super genius. Just like, uh, uh, so is um, Hideo Kojima. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Kojima does next. Now, is it possible that this whole thing with Norman Reedus and and uh, Del Toro there that it's maybe just a negotiation? No, ploy that they're trying no. to. Well, it sounds like more. there's a lot. There's so much uh, company stuff going on that. Uh, yeah, that it's the, like I a mean, it was. Company. It was Kojima was, you know, directly linked to this thing. They're pulling, um, that preview. Was it called IG? No, what was it called? Um, he just mentioned it in the story. No. Yeah, he did. What was it called? Uh, does it? Uh, Two initials. Shit. Where is it? Where is it? Um, it's two initials. PT. PT. They're pulling PT from the store today. Like it's the last day you can download it, so they're not going to pursue it any further. Playable teaser. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's a shame. Yeah. Be pulled from the network on uh, four thirty. Yeah. All right, Paul. Do a vocal warm up because. Stan Lee, the former Marvel editor-in-chief, had a hand in creating everyone, from Spider-Man to the Avengers to the X-Men, and he remains a tireless spokesman for the medium. Oh boy, let me tell you, when I sat down to create Spider-Man, I thought, what's the best way I can represent a hero, a hero that we can all identify with? And I thought, sure, a teenager, he's got problems, as we all do. He's the hero with troubles. That's how I do it. This is Stan Lee, true believers. Appearing at conventions everywhere and happily lending his likeness to cameo appearances in various Marvel Comics-based films, Simon & Schuster announced that this October it will publish Amazing, Fantastic, Incredible, colon, a marvelous memoir, which will present the story of how comics came to be through Stan Lee's story. To create the book, Lee collaborated with writer Peter David, The Incredible Hulk, X-Factor, and artist Colleen Duran, The Sandman, A Distant Soil. Some of these stories are going to recount the way I fucked people. (laughs) Here's how the official synopsis describes it. Some of these stories recount how he fucked people. Wow! Uh, No, in this beautiful... What I tell you, true believers. In this beautifully illustrated graphic memoir. Graphic, graphic memoir. Oh, it gets very graphic. (laughs) Once we start talking about the Fantastic Four, everything becomes even more graphic. Oh, I fucked Jack Kirby so hard. Lee tells the story of his life with the same inimitable wit energy, and offbeat spirit that he brought to the world of comics. Just wait till you read chapter 12. You'll split your pants in anger. (laughs) Everyone reading this book is going to become a veritable Hulk. Moving from his impoverished childhood in Manhattan... I didn't have... Forget pots to piss in. I didn't have pots. 
Impoverished past in Manhattan. Hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. oh, hey, you dude. could have had that in the 30s. Oh, yeah, sure. You can have <laughs> that right. now in the right part of Manhattan. To his early days writing comics through his military training films during World War II and the rise of the Marvel Empire in the 1960s to the current. There's a whole lot of two, two, twos chaining going on here. To the current resurgence in movies. <laughs> Amazing, fantastic, incredible, documents the life of a man and the legacy of an industry and career. So There'll saying, never be another one like it. Believe it, true believers. So you're saying <laughs> that there's a lot of stuff that's right because it's written correctly, but it's hard to say? I don't know. The two chaining? I, I, I wouldn't have. I, wouldn't I can't, I can't do a good Orson Welles. But that's, that's one of the things he says during his. Two chains. That's wow. one of those rap guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody see the, the little Kevin Smith short on uh, YouTube today? That's the uh, Stan Lee's cameo school. No. It's, <laughs> no. it's got uh, Tara Reid, Michael Rooker, of course, Kevin Smith, um, uh, Jason Mewes. Uh, there's a couple other people in it, too, but it's. It's funny. It's talking about he's he's literally teaching classes on how to be a, a cameo actor. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And Lee's it's like, in it. Lee's in this. Yeah, Stanley is it. He's he's the one running the school. Right, okay. Okay. And it is actually Stanley. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, no, that's regular acting. This is cameo acting. See what he's doing? That's cameo acting. What you're doing is regular acting. And all these people, they're just like completely confused. It's funny. It's, it's like a five-minute short film directed by Kevin Smith. It's worth, nice. it's worth checking out. Uh, 80s, do we have time for one last item? I believe we do. Well, then, let's gear up for... China is cracking down on funeral strippers. Yeah, baby. What the? <laughs> after controversy I heard about over this obscene performances in the east of the country. <laughs> in China, the bereaved often put on elaborate entertainment to send the departed off in style. And ashes draw to ashes, <laughs> yo. Yep. It all comes all back comes down. Around. We did. We, uh, Life wow. is a herald. Masterfully done, Torgo. You totally <laughs> bookended this. Recent funeral shows in Jiangsu and Handan have led the Ministry of Culture to announce it will work with the police to eliminate such performances. <laughs> Pictures of a dancer removing her bra in front of parents and children in Handan last month were circulated online, the Wall Street Journal reported. Citing, quote, pornographic performances, the ministry fined the Red Rose Dance Ensemble about $11,300 for two and a half-hour performance on 15th of February at the funeral of an elderly Handan City resident and arrested three others at a similar show on 27th of February. In parts of East Asian culture, the funeral is a send-off party for the late family members, a last chance for the family and the community to ensure that the deceased travels well into the afterlife. After And a big funeral crowd is also a class marker, much like a big wedding might be. Stripping at funeral is widespread in Taiwan and is a regular feature on YouTube. Now I understand what's missing from the Irish wake. <laughs> <laughs> man, they had the booze down. Shevitz. I'm lucky I stumbled across that sentence before we closed. Yeah. That just had to be read. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw an article on that, and one of the illustrations they're using for it was a photo of uh, one of the Vegas uh, stripping trucks they had here briefly before they... Outlawed. I guess it was actually parked in a warehouse with, the, with like a strip show going on 
with the woman inside the glass box in the back of the right, truck. Right, right. I remember that. That was like uh, one of the deja vu places, like yeah, like might, little darlings. Sounds like yeah, a deja vu. Like, like little darlings. But, but, uh, they did that in New yeah. York for a while too. In the yeah, well, I mean, I I used to work on the uh, the outside of the strip here, and we had a patio at the restaurant I worked at, and. I remember being out there waiting on tables one day, and along comes yeah, this was... glass box truck, and just girls in bikinis dancing around a pole. And I'm like, "Well, there's something you don't see every day." Yep. And then I saw it like a few more times, and then it was just gone forever. Yeah, I think it lasted about a month, and then somebody put the kibosh on it. Somebody said, "No, no, 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 this is people no are fun." Gonna, people are going to get killed either because oh, they're not looking at the road because they're looking at that, or. The truck's going to hit something and the stripper's going to go flying. That's almost Still like awesome. the whole kids in the back Still of the pickup awesome. thing. We'll see. It is awesome. And it's funny because it presages pole dancing as its own little thing, mm-hmm. really. Because they weren't stripping. They yeah. were bikini babes yeah. and they had the pole thing in the box and they were doing the hoo-ha and the twirls. And the funny thing is that it's far less revealing than the billboard trucks that yeah. drive down yeah. with the you know strippers direct to your or direct to your room oh, or the oh, that are like you know, escorts direct to your room. Chicks, yeah. The kids have been have been <laughs> shocked and amused by the giant billboards that say puppetry of the penis. Oh yeah. And if you drive by the where it's happening at the Erotic Heritage Museum, there's not only the billboard that says puppetry of the penis, but there's an upright there's a, a sign going down a pole yeah that, that spells out penis in giant letters it does i just wow. drove by there the other day on, on my way home from work and yep it's right there good yep. good it's good yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, but it it's is hilarious education yep. it's like a minecraft universe it's just performance art is art i mean it's right there in the title and you know everybody you know whether you enjoy it or not you have the right to either go see it or not go see it but you don't have the right to suppress it so you know, do not suppress. I, I'm sounding like Paul now. No, yeah, that's, I, uh, that's how it is. Rubbing off on me. You can't. Uh, <laughs> you can't. You can't. I, that's like remember that classic Simpsons episode, and uh, was it where Marge banned all the violence in the cartoons, but then she got all squeamish about the, uh, the, the statue, statue of David. David. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So Vegas is funny with its whole attitude towards sex, though, because everyone like there's a that. Um, sculpture that's going to be disappearing soon in front of the Riviera. Um, really, the butt sculpture's going? The whole building's well, going. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The whole, yeah. uh, where's it going to go to? Uh, is that I, going to Neon I, Graveyard? I sure hope somebody takes it and puts it somewhere cool. It'll but, probably yeah, but wind up in What's-His-Name's collection. Delaney uh, Hammer, he can't yeah. afford that. He's, he's, he's divesting now. Um, Ooh. Um, no, I'm sure it'll end up at the museum. Probably the museum seems most likely place, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone the, the the butts are shiny because everyone goes by and by and rubs the butts. it. And well, I, mean, I have it's... never walked by the statue of David in Caesar's Palace without seeing somebody taking a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not of the or statue, the... but of the dick. No, or the um... <laughs> or they do the the forced perspective where their hands are right, right, cradling the balls. Stupid or something. America doesn't let us see boobs and penises. It they think oh, it was interesting. Uh, Corey Levitan was our guest. Uh, yep. On um, don't quit your day job this week. Yeah, I wish I'd seen that. <clears throat> well, it was fun. I got to play, and um, Corey was straight up. He made a great point. You know, it's just uh, children see something like 100, 100 or more on-screen deaths before they ever see a sexual act depicted yeah. on television. And it's like, man, sex isn't dirty. Murder is dirty. No. Killing people is dirty. I but bet. we got it all twisted. And I, I've felt that way for a long time. I mean, not that I would want to repress violence, per se. The depiction of violence, I'm all for. You know, I'm <laughs> loving that new Mortal Kombat. If you've been watching any of that on Twitch, holy smokes, the fatalities now. Yeah. 
but it's no. but it's cartoon and it's you know ridiculous and it's exorbitant but at the same time i'm a fan of pornography because one man's pornography another man's art but beyond that it's just like educate people you just draw the line at ashfield uh, uh, yes okay, i yeah. draw the line my own ta- i'm not putting a uh, dildo full of ashes up me but i'm not going to stop somebody else from doing it well i think it comes down to that whole notion that you know Art is in the eye of the beholder. It's it, you know you don't have the right to tell somebody what they're watching is not art. You may not enjoy it, and it may not be for you. But you have no right to tell them that the line what they're comes doing down, is not art. The line comes down if someone who has not agreed to do so is being in some way physically harmed. Yeah, that's kind of where the line comes I think, down. I think I started to tell the story a couple podcasts for me. ago, but um. When I was a kid, my parents took me to see If You Don't Stop It, You'll Go Blind, which is a, basically a string of dirty jokes acted mm-hmm. out. Um, and the woman selling the tickets was trying to convince her, convince them to have me go see the other movie at this tuplex uh, without them. The other movie was Jaws. Nice. He should go see Jaws. Yeah. He'll be much better off going to see Jaws <laughs> rather than a bunch of blue jokes. What yeah. a joke. Oi. Oh, really? <laughs> Jaws? Jaws? Really? Jaws? Jaws. On the big screen? On the big screen. What this is when fuck? you were, what, 37? <laughs> yeah. When did Jaws come out? That must be a fact when you guys I don't know. Asked. How old were you, 38? Yeah, sharks had just recently evolved into a life form, and everybody was still <laughs> confused about them. So. <laughs> it, was, it was the mid-70s, so I was around 10. Okay, cool. Oh, is that is that it, Kirsten? <laughs> is that, that is it for the news you don't give a shit about and the Weekend Geek. So, ladies and gentlemen, tell us what you saw when sharks evolved as a light form. Send it to us at comments <laughs> at UglyCouchShow.com. I am sitting in for Master Torgo Commander K. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Fact check Andy in and out. Flip floppy Matt. In and out, Andy. In and out, Andy. Yeah, that, let's start spreading that as my nickname. <laughs> like a dildo full put, of ashes. Put that out there. See if I can get a little action from that. Um, <laughs> spread it around, geek shockers. If put it guys, on the twitters. Yeah, if, I was gonna say if you guys get a chance, if you're uh, fans of the Facebook page, I just sent out some more invites to some friends on Facebook to like our Facebook page. Thank you, so many of you who did that. Um, please, if you get a chance, share some of our posts. Retweet, mention the Ugly Couch Show here and there. We love that, and we love hearing from you. Don't hesitate to continue to write in and continue to send in questions for Mumra, which we will get back to again very shortly. Uh, Todd might be back next week. We don't know. Uh, he's going to be in and out from this point and on. And if you want to see the picture of the women painted up to be superheroes, go to the, join up on Facebook, because that's where I'll put it. There you go. All right. There's, so there's an impetus to go to join That's a good page. reason right. to go like our Facebook page and check us out on Facebook. Fact Check Andy has said right here, right now, he will put up the picture of naked ladies Starfi- painted like superheroes. Starfire and Lady Death. Starfire and Lady Deathstroke. It's pretty good. Naked no, not painted that. ladies. Deadpool. Deadpool. Thank Lady you. Deadpool. Lady Deadpool, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched, I watched them painting Lady Deadpool. They were doing a fantastic oh, job. Oh, oh, oh. It was really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a weird because I was I was hanging out on the edge when I went to take that picture. <laughs> I'd be on the, on the edge, too. <laughs> and, and the woman who did the painting, I was like, oh, great work, you know. And, and she goes, like, oh, yeah. And I, I mentioned that I was an extra on her show. She's like, oh. And she was like, and then I could turn around. I wasn't the creepy guy hanging around the order. I was, you know. <laughs> 
Yes. Out of the way, I want to see boobies being painted. All right, Come so if, if you can in the future, folks, clue into that show so you can strike up a conversation. I was yeah. an extra on the show, and then you can stand there for hours. And, and they don't know. They don't know. How there would they you know if you're an extra on the show? Because uh, you said it, and what? What? who else is ever going to say that? That's good. No, well, now all the Geek Shock people will know. Bro, it's like the trick of bringing uh, Girl Scout cookies to the strip club. That's right. How's that work? Oh, you Looks bring it, the, the girls are all over you. It's, it's, oh, yeah. 